Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church. Grab your Bibles. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 3 for our great study of the book of Hebrews. Uh, this is part 6 on this first day of April 2021. Uh, glad to be with you today. So glad you could be with us whenever you might be finding us on Facebook or YouTube or on the website, however you found us. Uh, whichever way that might be, uh, let me just tell you, you can find us on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, the Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page. You can find us on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and an app called Spreaker, and my channel is for those who have ears to hear. And I just uh, praise the Lord for the opportunity to share His words of life, His words of truth with those uh, who desire to hear. Most do not want to hear, do not care one iota about the things of God today. But there are a few on the planet today who really aren't just looking for uh, spiritual things. They're looking for the truth of God's Word. The, the truth of God's Word. You know, the devil will teach God's Word all day long, and he does every day in, in most churches around the world and other places. The devil teaches the Word, but he will never teach the Word of God. He will never quote the Word of God. He, he will never bring scriptures to the table in the context that crushed his head, took his authority, took the power of death away, and and will allow God's people to resist Him and cause Him to flee from them. He will never teach the Word of God in that context, which is the only context it is written in, God's way of righteousness. Hallelujah. So today is part 6, and uh, in Hebrews chapter 3, I won't be doing the Second Timothy Bible study in the morning that we normally do every Friday because today Robin and I are headed to Baton Rouge uh, to camp meeting for a few services and to see Andrew, our youngest son. So uh, praise the Lord for that opportunity. But uh, this morning, right here, we're going to look at, first of all, we'll start in verse 12, Hebrews 3 and 12, and I pray the Lord give us that which we need today. I pray the Lord would impart that which may be lacking, that which needs to pierce through the hazy and the cloudy places that surround the heart, things we're not as sure of as we need to be, things that are not as clear as they need to be, uh, when we're lacking that clarity. Because we need to understand the Word of God. The more we understand the Word of God, the more we're going to love God. And the more we love God, the more we're going to trust God. And the more we trust God, the more of Him will be seen and experienced in and through our lives. So I believe the Lord is faithful to give us today that daily bread that we desperately need. Hebrews 3 and 12, Take heed, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing 
from the living God. Well, you can't depart if you haven't made your way to him. The only way that you can make your way to him, Ephesians 2.13, is through the blood. It's, it's only by the blood that he's brought us near. It's only by the blood of Christ, our faith in that, that he's brought us near and made us his own and we've been able to be drawn near to him by faith in the blood. So uh, let all the other false garbage go that... that when, and, 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 and let me say it again in this broadcast. Most of old past days commentaries, even some of the ones that are coming out new today, are, are most all commentary writers have, have that, that train of thought, that, that mind that, that, well, they must have not ever really been saved or, or they got close. I, I, I read in a commentary of a very popular man the other day that you can, you can enjoy salvation without ever partaking of it. I don't need to hear your words of your own wisdom concerning that. You, the, you know, Jesus taught you can't enter the kingdom of God or even see it unless you're born again. The spiritual things of God are not discerned by the lost human race of Adam that we all once were, but now we're born again. We have eyes to see because the Lord gave us eyes to see when we were born again. I mean, you, you, you're not going to enjoy the things of salvation. You might enjoy my company because I'm saved and I'm learning how to live for the Lord and to bear forth His fruits, and you might get tired of being around all the, the, the sinners that you are also, so you come for a little retreat to be around somebody nice and respectful and honorable and considerate, but, but, but really, you're not, you're not partaking. You're not partaking. You're just, uh, just getting some... Re you, you're just experiencing... You're not experiencing salvation except that which belongs to me. So you need to be careful when you read with those behind those men who have this mindset that they that you know they never really were saved. That once saved, always saved. Garbage. Uh, that you can't ever be near and, and, and walk away. If you walk away, that means you, you never were really the Lord's. Well, they can't prove that with one scripture in the Bible. They try to use the scripture that you can't be plucked out of the hand of God. Nothing can pluck you out of the hand of God. But you and I have the choice to walk out of it, to stop believing, to start trusting in anything else we want to. Watch, this is the Bible, and this is to only saved people who can understand the Bible. Amen. So be careful who you're listening to that try to make you to believe otherwise. You can't depart from God unless you've been brought to God. Amen. That don't mean to somebody that knows God unless you have been brought near to God through faith in the blood. He says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort, here's the alternative, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. And as we talked about on the last broadcast, today is all you'll ever have. You say, no, well, I might have tomorrow. No, if what we call tomorrow comes, it will be again today. And you'll never go back in yesterday to call it today again. If there what we call tomorrow comes, it will simply be today. 
Today is all you have. Right now is all you have. That's why the Lord says, now faith is. Faith is not for you in tomorrow because you're not there. And faith for you is not in yesterday because you're not there. Either faith now is or faith is not now. And if you're trusting in the cross of Christ, you're walking with Christ, dwelling in Him, following after Him by denying yourself, taking up your cross, simply meaning you're keeping the object of your faith, what He did on the cross for you, and you're following Him. That's exactly what that means. Watch now, the alternative, the alternative of allowing our hearts to to begin to walk in a place of unbelief and we depart from the living God is to exhort one another daily. Are you exhorting others daily? How are those who are no longer in church, thinks they no longer need to be a part of a local church, how are they exhorting anybody daily? How are they doing that? Some today have opted out of the local gathering to listen to radio stations and, and, they, and they've replaced that and they think God's okay with it. But no, that's only in their vain imaginations. That's only in their vain imaginations. The local assembly is where we are for the most part not the only place, but for the most part, going to come together and worship, come together and pray, come together and fellowship, come together and exhort one another daily. Many Christians have opted out of even being around other Christians. You, 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 we all know them. We all know people like that because they've opted out of church and when they get around folks that start talking about the Lord, they, they don't have anything to say. They, they've opted out. They've opted, they don't want to be around anything like that. Maybe because they've been hurt over and over again, whatever the reason is, it's not legitimate with the Lord. Uh, they need to get back. They need to walk in a place where they're exhorting one another daily while it is called today, while you have the opportunity. You know, uh, while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened Hardened. That's, 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 that's the, exactly the thing that's taking place in the hearts of people who, I'm not talking about the, the, those who can't be in church because of illness and sickness, and, and, but, but you know, I hear stories all the time of, of people that can't come to church and then I see them out mowing the yard. I mean, I, they, they can't come to church because of their, their physical impairment, but they can go to Walmart, they can mow the yard, they can do, they can do everything, but... Gather with God's people. They can do everything that, that, that they normally do except gather with God's people. Their heart is being hardened. Their hearts are being hardened. They're opting out of God's way. And you say, just because I don't go to church, my heart's hard? No, I gave you the examples. Your heart is hardened toward the things of God if you're not walking in obedience to the Lord. You can do everything but gather. You can sit at home with that video game all day long, but you can't go to church. You can do everything but gather and exhort one another daily. And I know most Christians are not going to listen to me, and they're not, and most of the ones that start listening to me are not going to keep listening to me because that's where we are as a church today. I don't need to be corrected by you or anybody else. Well... 
That's the way Israel of old was being. That's the way the church of today is. And there will be very few people that do not do today what Israel of old did. And we've already read it in this chapter. They never knew God's ways. They never learned it. They always erred, he says, in their hearts. Their lips could say the right thing. But Jesus said, your hearts are far from me. And Jesus is not honoring words that come out of our mouth. Hadn't said this in a long time, but he doesn't honor what we say. He honors what we speak from our heart. He hears what our hearts declare. There's where the Lord looks upon the heart, and there's where the Lord deals with us based on what's going on in the heart. We need to understand that. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, unless any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Let's talk about that for a few minutes today because if, if we don't understand what the deceitfulness of sin is and how that actually plays out in one's life, then we're going to be hardened and we're not going to understand it. We're going to have excuses, every, all these excuses as to why we're not doing what we know we're supposed to do if we're really saved. The conviction is there. The conviction is there. And a tear here and there won't get it. Didn't work for Esau. Seeking repentance, sincerely seeking repentance with tears don't mean you're going to get it. When we're convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's what happens at the end of that time of conviction that matters. Every Christian is going to be convicted if they're going the wrong way. Every Christian is going to be convicted of going the right way. Every Christian is going to have the convicting presence of the Holy Spirit. But when he brings conviction to turn, to change, to go a different way, to stop going the way... We're, when He brings that conviction to our hearts, does it end with a convincing, I'm convinced that I need to change, to the point I change. See, only when we become convinced that the Lord is right in this and I'm wrong, only when we surrender... It's what I'm calling allowing Him to convince me that I'm going the wrong, wrong way. Convince me. He's convicted me, but will allow it to result in Him convincing me to the point of me turning and going His way. And I want you to see this today. Hardness of heart is always going to happen through the deceitfulness of sin. This, this word sin is the noun. It's not the verb. I'm, 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 I'm not going to become hardened through the deceitfulness of an act of sin. Oh, the acts of sin are horrible. And the more I'm found in acts of sin, the more I will reap the corruption of sin. But here, he's talking about the sin nature the deceitfulness of the sin nature. The old man. Now, deceitfulness, watch, I wrote, I looked this word up 
the deceitfulness of the sin nature, not the deceitfulness of the act of sin, although you could bring that into the topic because whatever the act of sin is, you, you think that you're, you're getting something out of it that you want, but it's deceitful because whatever you think you're getting that you wanted, it's not helping you, it's hurting you. But listen, the deceitfulness of the sin nature is taking place before the act of sin ever comes about. It's the, it's the, listen, the deceitfulness of sin is taking place before I ever pop the top on a whiskey bottle. Before the act, the, before the act ever is carried out, the deceitfulness of the sin nature is already being carried out. Because I'm now trusting, I'm, 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 I'm believing that I need to trust, I need this, instead of I just need Jesus. I'm, I'm not just trusting in the cross alone. And listen, that's what revives that word sin, the sin nature. That's what revives the sin nature and deceives us. And then makes us think more so that we need that, whatever that might be, other than faith in the sacrifice of Christ for gain in our life for gain in our life. When I don't go to Christ and what He did at Calvary by faith from the heart, the deceitfulness of the sin nature is going to revive. He doesn't revive because of sin. He revives because I'm trusting in something other than the cross, that which Christ did to put that old man, the sin nature, away. Get that. Now, I want us to go back to Romans chapter 7 because the hardening of the heart takes place through the deceitfulness of the sin nature. Again, the sin nature will tell you there's nothing wrong with the purpose-driven life. The sin nature will tell you there's nothing wrong with the government of 12. God uses these things to draw us close when the entire time the Bible won't ever back that up. We have to twist Scripture to bring the gimmicks of man into play for us and all we're doing, Romans 7, 5, is stirring up, putting the sin nature in motion again through what men call help but it's really law. If we will get involved in this program, if we will do these three things, that's law, and it brings us into a place where now the sin nature is stirred up, puts the sin nature in motion. Romans 7, 5, most of the church has no clue about what I'm talking about, but I hope if you didn't, you'll, get, you'll start checking these things out. Because anything I'm doing that I'm trusting in for salvation or deliverance or to get the great to get any grace from the Lord is considered by him to be law because I'm trusting in what I'm doing for God to move or I'm trusting in what Christ did for God to move we get to make the choice let's go back to Romans chapter 7 Paul says for I was in verse 9 Romans 7 verse 9 I was alive without the law once. Now, now that means he was born again. Don't listen to those folks that tell you that. That's that Paul's experience here in Romans 7 he wrote about before he was ever saved. That's not true. 
You're going to see it today in the scriptures. You need to see it because when you come across those uh, Christians who don't understand Romans 7, you'll have the equipment as you are being equipped for the work of the ministry, you will have the equipment, the goods, to give to them. It's up to them if they believe it or not, but it's the word. Watch. I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived. There's the word sin, the sin nature. It's the noun. The sin nature revived. Why? Because he looked back and grabbed a hold of the commandment again before he learned the way of the cross. That's why at the end of this chapter he's hollering out in verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Oh, I thank God through Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. So let's go back up here now. We got to get this. The deceitfulness of the sin nature. See, you're trusting in yourself when you're not functioning in obedience to what's written in the Word. Don't sit at home on your couch on Sunday when, you, when you're, doing, you're working, you're doing all these other things. And I'm just using going to church as an example. I, there's a list, man, there's a list that we could talk about giving tithes and offerings, being a person of prayer, a student of the Word, prayer and fasting, church attendance, uh, uh, carrying the witness, uh, the testimony of the Lord everywhere. There all these things, we, we could go on and on and on about where we're to function. But if we're making excuses, we're trusting ourselves. You, if you're trusting in Christ and what He did at Calvary, the Holy Spirit is guiding you into the truth. He's guiding you. And that means that you're becoming more and more faithful as the days go on to Him and it's a reflection of His faithfulness to you and others are seeing through your obedience to God's Word what He's able to do in you, how He's able to guide and lead you and provide for you. Think about it. Think about it. And if you're not walking in obedience to God's Word, others are not seeing his faithfulness in and through you. And it can't be on your own terms. And again, I'm not talking about folks who can't mow the yard, folks who can't go to Walmart, folks who can't go to church. I'm talking about these folks who can do everything but gather, everything they can give to this and buy this and sit at home and order online all day long, but they're not giving no finances to the preaching of the gospel to the work of the Lord because they're trusting in their self. That's the sin nature ruling. If the sin nature's ruling, you're going to be found walking in disobedience because your heart's hardened through the deceitfulness of that sin nature. Watch. Let's read this again. Paul says, I was alive without the law once. You can't say this was before his born again experience because he was always with the law. He was always under law. He was only alive without the law when he was born again. Watch. Here comes the proof. But when the commandment came, the sin nature revived. There's only one thing that causes the sin nature to die and go away, and that's faith in the cross. So he was saved. But when the commandment came, when he looked back and reached forth for the commandment again, he trusted in the law again, the sin nature revived, and he what? I died. Well, Paul wasn't dead when he wrote this. He didn't physically die, but he stepped into a place 
called the deceitfulness of the sin nature. Here, he's going to prove it. Watch. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. Well, he didn't find... He, this was not an experience before the, before the salvation experience of Paul. Because before he, was, before he was converted by Christ, he thought the law brought him life. Think about that now. You've got to throw out... You've got to throw out those things that you've been taught all your life by men. They weren't trying to be ugly. They just didn't know what God has given us today. Aren't we supposed to be growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, somebody. Here it comes. Watch the word sin. That's the sin nature. It's the, it's the, uh, the, the, the noun here. For the sin nature taking occasion by the commandment, when they come along and tell you, if you'll just do these three things. See, we've got it right today. We don't, we don't live by the commandments of, uh, of the Ten Commandments of, of Moses. But when we're being told, if we'll do these three things, God will save us, God will deliver us, that's law. Law is something you do. Grace is what Christ did at Calvary. Never forget that. For the sin nature taking occasion by the commandment did what? Deceived me and slew me. It brought me back into a place of death. Every child of God on the planet today or that has ever lived who has turned away from the cross the whole time saying they still believe in the cross and they do for what saved them and brought them into the kingdom but, but, but get involved in all these things and tell people that, that, that God has given all these programs, the, the AA and the, and the, 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 the road to the, uh, celebrate recovery and if all those, listen, if those programs the, the purpose driven the government of 12 and they don't hear me today, they don't point you to the cross of Christ. They point you to uh, steps and things that if you will do these steps, I mean these people who are put away in these boys and men's and girls and women's homes and these places of lockdown and they give them these steps. If you'll just get step one covered then move on to step two and, and listen, all those things are what we do. And it's really psychology and it's failure. Jesus and what he did at Calvary is the only thing God has offered humanity, any humanity, the lost and the saved, to be saved, to be sanctified, to be delivered, and to receive any and all the grace of God he wants us to have. I hope you get that today. The sin nature, if revived... And it is. Oh, you may not be a drunk anymore. You may not be dealing drugs like you used to. You may not even have the foul mouth you used to. But the sin nature deceives and slays. And it causes you to walk in a place of death. What's that mean? No bearing fruit. The whole time you think your life is full of fruit, full of fruit, but you're not bearing fruit at all. The Jews thought they were the ones bearing the fruit of God. Jesus told them their daddy was the devil. It makes no difference what you think. Can you confirm your life and how you're living and the, what you're calling fruit based on the Word of God? 
He says, the sin nature takes occasion by the commandment, by any commandment, by anything that I do and I'm trusting and I'm doing. The sin nature takes occasion by that. Loves it. And it deceives me. It causes my heart to be hardened. It's called the deceitfulness of the sin nature. What do you think about that? When you think about that and you know it's true, then you know what you do? It brings a trembling to your heart because you see now how wrong we've been. And it also shows you that 99.9% of all true born-again Christians are walking in this place called the deceitfulness of sin even at this very moment. Many in our nation have heard the message of the cross, the focus of the cross, to come back to the cross, to begin to look at all the words of God through the cross. And some have come back to that. And even many of them have turned away, said, okay, I've got it now. And they leave and it just becomes a mindset to them. And now I got that. Now let's go back to where I come from. You never do that. Most have rejected it. And there's a great temptation even at this very moment by those we've looked up to, those we've valued and esteemed highly, those that we've honored as they now begin to move away from this message. But, we've, but, 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 but the people's hearts have been won. And see, the winning of a human heart is very easy to do. Certain colors of people win the hearts of the same color people. Certain people of certain financial status win the hearts of other people of that status. Certain people of certain emotions know how to manipulate and sweep people into what they're doing emotionally. I don't find the Apostle Paul doing any of that. I find him being determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified and leave the rest to the Holy Spirit and those who are hearing the gospel. We've got to stay the course, my friend. We've got to stay the course. It's not going to be the most popular path. It's not going to be the big money maker. If the crowds start piling in and the money becomes unbelievably just huge, we need to back up and make sure we're examining what we're preaching. Because God only supports the gospel. The devil is paying for everything else through the flesh of men. I hope you've been encouraged today. I hope you've been enlightened. And those of us who know this a little bit, I hope we've been enlightened a little bit more. That when the sin nature revives, and he does when we're not trusting in Christ but something other, our own selves, what we think, that drinking that, eating that on that day, not doing this on that day, and whatever it might be other than Christ and him crucified, the sin nature revives and we might sound oh so spiritual, but the Lord sees the heart. And the Lord deals with the heart. Because that is what he's listening to. That's what he's really hearing that we speak to him. Not the words on our lips, but the words that proceed from our hearts to him. 
For our words can be right. Our words can honor Him, but our hearts can be far from Him. And everything that happens between us and the Lord takes place in the heart. So I encourage you today, cling tight to the truth of Calvary. Never let that go. Throw away all the things that have tried to come, maybe have come into your life, but now you see how wrong they are and how distracting they were. And maybe some of you still are being distracted by people who no longer preach this and and make up all excuses as to why they don't stay the course. But those who finish and finish strong with the help of the Holy Spirit will be those who cling to Calvary. And the fruit will be there as their lives are that which are becoming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for joining us today. Join us on Mondays and Thursdays and Fridays. Again, I won't be here tomorrow. We're headed to camp meeting in Baton Rouge. But you can pray for us. We're praying for you. And let's keep running this race linked arm in arm carrying this blood-stained banner. You can sow into the ministry here at Crossway Church at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can uh, text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Thank you for all your help and helping us do all that God's called us to do. And those of you who do give financially, you are a part of this ministry in a huge way. And I thank God for His reach through you. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.